I wish to today to discuss karma and sanskara. Karma is when the actions of the past have come to fruition in the present. Before that time, they lie hidden within the subconscious mind, and they are called in Sanskrit sanskara, but they are also the uh, hidden reactions uh, of mind to all experiences that you have had. You have an emotional, a psychological reaction to all experience. But this karma is not so simple as it seems. There is both individual karma and collective karma. Individually, all the actions that you do elicit reactions within the mind. So if you treat someone kindly, there is a reaction in your mind. If you do something you feel a little guilty or bad about, there will be a reaction in your mind. All actions except the most minor create this type of reaction within your mind. And all of those actions come together to build your identity and your worldview, how you perceive yourself in the relationship to all other life. That is all part of your karma. And even your very eye-feeling, your individual sense of self is built upon this collection of reactions of mind. You identify that as you. But in reality, all of those reactions exist within a larger frame, within the mind of the infinite, within the cosmic whole of existence. Actions are continually taking place and reactions are occurring. These are all within the frame of cosmic existence. But those that involve a particular body and the mind associated with that become identified as an individual, a personality, a persona. And then you believe that to be you rather than experiencing your real nature, which is part of this cosmic whole of being. So it is all of this karma that is latent within within the mind as these subconscious reactions, these sanskaras, that cause the sense of ego identity, along with the experience of sensory uh, reality through the senses of the body. With the, sense, with the eyes, you perceive things in the world as outside of you, and you react to feel that you are separate, 
that there are two instead of one. These things are what constitute the very nature of ego. And the science of yoga is one to unwind this ego identity in order to create a experience of wholeness, of unconditional love, of divine cosmic existence. So how to pierce this veil of illusion created by the ego, the illusion that you are a separate being. This has been the thought of men and women of great wisdom as they have done practices to unwind their own identity with the ego self and realize their infinite nature. And they have come to realize that there are techniques, there are ways to do this, and that those ways can be effective. They can dissolve your outer experience, your sense of self and other, into an experience of the wholeness of being. Starting with basic practices of meditation to learn to uh, withdraw awareness and attention from the sensory experience and the uh, typical uh, identity with body-mind expression and to withdraw the mind from all the thinking and the attitudes, the assumptions, the beliefs which you hold, all a result of your past experiences. When through meditation practice the mind is withdrawn, at least in part, from both of those experiences, the attention focuses on the stillness, the light, the love, and in that calmness, the underlying field of awareness, the field of consciousness, the field of unconditional love, begins to become visible to your consciousness. You begin to see the reality that underlies this basket of karma, this uh, individual persona and identity with your incarnation. All beings have the same process, whether they be in the plant realm, the animal realm, or the human realm. But in the animal realm, they have a different, different experience. For there is a lack of the self-reflective mind that can reflect upon the nature of one's individual being. And instead, there is an identity with experience that is unquestioned. 
And in that identity with experience that is unquestioned, those in the animal kingdom have an inherent trust in the infinite, an inherent psychic connection to that infinite self within, so that there is a separation between their ego identity and their sense of self. Because of that inherent connectedness, there is a fundamental knowing of their relationship to the great. And the laws of nature, the Lady Prakriti, the Mother Nature, takes care of them in that. But human beings are a step more advanced in mental development, in brain function, so that incarnating in a human body, the potentials are a step greater because there is the ability to reflect, who am I? What is this life? What is this world I live in? In this reflection, there is both greater disconnection, greater ego identity, and greater potential for realizing that deeper field of being, that deeper self within you, that is the whole connected essence. But the yogis, can you take him out? The the yogis, uh, realizing that this is a problem, this sense of karma, have come to realize that the infinite within is accessible through a logical, scientific process of the movement of awareness, the movement of attention from sensory experience, from thoughts, beliefs, and identities with this basket of karma, with this ego percent persona which is developed out of the, all of these collective reactions. There is the ability to move awareness through these fields, through these beliefs, to the experience of the vitality of living existence, the unitary whole of all manifestation. When karma ripens, it comes up and plays out in your life. The sanskara, the, those that basket of karma held within the subconscious, rises to the surface and plays out. When it does this, the opportunity is there for you to see it and for you to respond, to respond either with expression of it or with understanding and analysis, to be able to separate your sense of self from those reactions. 
when they lie within the subconscious, it is subconscious. It is not fully conscious. And so it's difficult to perceive. But when they come to the surface of the mind, you're able to perceive them with your awareness, with your attention. And you are able to analyze them, to work with them. But if you take each one and try to bring it back to its source, you're, it, is a, it is a self-defeating process in the end. It is helpful for some very big sanskaras if they can be released. But simply to engage in it is not sufficient. The yogis realized that rather than engaging, it is to go beneath them, to say, not this, not this, neti, neti, this is not the way. And to find, by focusing on the deeper subterranean flow of infinite love and consciousness, find the wholeness that ties every living being together Find the vibrant life within everything around you. Find the love that exists in everything. Find the love that needs no form or may be expressed in form. It matters not. It is the same vibrant whole manifesting in endless forms and without form. It manifests in the form of bliss, in the form of love, in the form of truth. It manifests then into the colors and forms of creation. This is the nature of that which cannot be seen by the eyes, cannot be known with the senses cannot be even known by the thoughts and ideas in the mind, can only truly be known with the feelings, with the heart. So the yogis realized that training the mind to relax its engagement with the senses and with thoughts is only the first stage. Then there comes a time in meditation when the feeling arises, the passion, the love for the infinite. When you accidentally, in this process, drop into that divine flow, you connect with something very profound, very important. And that very special experience stays within you, your heart knowing what it wants. You begin to develop a passion a love, a longing, and in reciprocation to that longing, that cosmic one comes towards you. That one can embody in form to guide, to show the way. That one is everywhere in all forms. There is nothing outside of that one. And it is only in this ego identity created through this karma that the experience separates you from that knowledge. That 
direct experience. But when your heart begins to open, when you begin to feel that presence around you, then that changes. It's no longer an intellectual exercise to move beyond the senses and the thoughts. And in fact, the senses and the thoughts become overcome by this divine flow. And what you see with the eyes and ears, you hear the call of the infinite. You see the many forms the infinite is taking. You feel the divine in the world of form. And when the mind expands and opens to this, the guru can come in the form of a bird, in the form of a brook, in the form of a tree, in the form of a blade of grass. For that beloved has no bounds and is everywhere. For with those with eyes to see and ears to hear, those who have melted their mind into that cosmic mind. But for those who do not yet see this, the divine comes and speaks to them, talks to them, is with them in the outer world, in the teachers, in all the sages and saints of this world, and in the inner guru within the great ones, those of wisdom. Your guru is there always within you. Your beloved is there guiding you, guiding you past all of the conditioned beliefs and assumptions about who you are, what you can or cannot do, what are your limitations. These are all beliefs. You are infinite love. You are infinite consciousness. You are the child of the great. As a human being, you have the potential to dissolve your individuality into the sea of cosmic existence, into the love of the infinite. When you do this, by exposure to that truth, that solid reality, the karma within the mind begins to be dissolved. The false identity is eaten away from the inside out. When you follow the outer path, you analyze your beliefs, your karmic patterns, and you see their source, you attempt to dissolve them. But when you follow this inner path to the very source of your being, that connection to that whole begins to, like the sun shining, to burn away the darkness, to burn away the illusions created in this basket of karma, illusions about who you are, what you are, 
and the whole structure of that basket begins to change. Because at the base of it lies an ever-expanding bright sun of truth, of divine love, of infinite being. Allow yourself to hold the belief in that reality and to see all expression around you as part of that whole. Take that ideation frequently. That is the Guru Mantra, the most important mantra. All is the Infinite One. Really feel it. Let it sink into you. Know that you are surrounded by the Infinite. And as you do that, as you really sink into that, that bright sun within burns away the incrustations of karma. It not only burns the karma, the expressed manifestation of these reactions of mind from past experience, but it burns, more importantly, the sense goddess, the reactions held below consciousness within the subconscious mind. And as it does it, it brings them to the surface. So sometimes when people make it spiritual advances, they may find that uh, some circumstances either very good or difficult, or perhaps neither, but circumstances in their life may change dramatically, or their inner beliefs and structure may change dramatically, until all of those patterns, those reactions of mind which are superficial, have burned away. And what remains are your core beliefs, your core delusions, illusions about who you are, your core messages that you tell yourself and think are you. What is it you tell yourself about who you are? What are those karmic messages you tell yourself? The yogis realized that this is the core barrier to the dissolution of ego into the infinite love, into the infinite beingness. These messages you tell yourself that you identify with, that these messages to self, I am, they can become very strong identities. And the yogis realize the resolution lies not in acquisition of anything, but in surrender of those identities. Can you let them go? Just let them go and allow yourself to sink into the field of being that is your essential nature. And as these identities come, let them go. And throughout your day, remember the Guru Mantra, the practice of remembrance, letting yourself feel all manifestation 
all action arising out of this field of being, expressing and dissolving back into the field of being. Who is working at your job? Who is doing your actions during the day? Who are you? Is it not the play within the mind of the cosmic one? It is a false assumption to believe there is a locus apart from the whole. An assumption based on sensory experience, embodiment in form, and this basket of karma that you carry with you. You do exist, but you are none other than the great, the infinite, the one eternal self, embodying in the play of creation. There is no duality. There is no separation. This love, this truth, is your reality, is your home, your natural state of being. 